Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sounds Like Sam. I'm your host, Sam, and if you haven't already, go subscribe to my podcast, Sounds Like Sam, wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure if you're listening on Apple Podcasts that you review the podcast and then you rate the show as well. Yeah, this week's episode, I didn't want to talk about football, but you know what? I always end up talking about football, even when I don't want to, uh, because I haven't done anything on the Super Bowl, and there's a lot of things in there that I kind of just want to get off my chest about it so if you don't already know if you lived under the rock super bowl champions for this the uh, super bowl 57 were the kansas city chiefs over the philadelphia eagles sorry to all those eagles fans out there i know they're probably going crazy after they lost especially given the fact that the chiefs pulled a, a comeback on the eagles to win the super bowl but to, to i mean i can't be the only one who who thinks this though when when i watched the super bowl it was it just seemed like Eagles had it in the bag. It's kind of interesting that they weren't able to pull through, although it's definitely not, I guess, something that was out of the range of possibilities because at halftime they were leading, but they weren't leading by much. After that first drive of Kansas City um, going to Travis Kelsey, like almost every single play and having him score the touchdown, and after the Eagles kind of found their rhythm, it was just interesting to me that by the end of the day, the Chiefs won because their offense was better than the Philadelphia defense. Even though the Philadelphia defense was like one of the best defenses. The saying is, you know, defense wins championships. And which is partially true. I mean, if you do have a really good defense, it's going to make it really hard. Like usually really good defenses do better than the really good offenses. I think maybe the Eagles bamboozled everybody during the regular season. And their their whole defense was just a, a sham because... When they played the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, it was like they were ghosts out there. They did literally nothing. It didn't look like the same defense. They looked like they were confused on the field. Maybe that was Andy Reid's offensive play calling, and uh, maybe the Chiefs had a wider range of weapons that the Eagles just couldn't handle. It doesn't make much sense to say that because, you know, the Eagles did a really good job on a lot of great teams, including teams in the playoffs. You know, they, they beat the the Giants, they only allowed seven points on them, beat them, I think, like 35-7. to seven. And then to beat the 49ers, they beat 49ers like 30-7. to seven. And and then they go into the Super Bowl and lose 38-35 to 35 to the Chiefs team that basically lost to... They, they almost lost to the Bengals. And the Bengals almost... The only, the only reason why the Bengals even lost that game was because of a penalty with like 50 seconds to go to give them, uh, to put them in field goal range. But other than that, like the Chiefs couldn't move the ball versus the Bengals and you expect that the Eagles would be the better defense. Yet, when I say the Eagles defense didn't show up, I mean literally zero sacks, zero interceptions during the whole entire game. And this is a defense, let me remind you, that had the number one cornerback with the most interceptions C.J. Gardner-Johnson during the whole year with six interceptions on the year. They had uh, Darius Slay with three interceptions on the years who locked down guys like Justin Jefferson, literally allowed them like no touchdowns and no nothing. They had four guys have over 11 sacks during the regular season, and that's Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, Hassan Reddick, and Javon Hargrave. And uh, even Hassan Reddick had 16 sacks, yet none of them could get a sack on the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, who, who went down. Kansas City's offense 
of line really that good? Well, yes, they technically are. I mean, they're the number one offensive line in the NFL. But to be able to not put any sacks on an injured Patrick Mahomes, that's ridiculous. It's, it's outrageous. Like, what what were they doing in that sense? I know that, like, yeah, technically on all the other games, the reason why they've been so good is because they didn't need to rush, like, more than four because their guys were just always getting to the other team. But that makes me beg the question, did the Eagles regular season, did they not play that many tough opponents until the Chiefs? Did they not prepare as well going into the Super Bowl versus the Chiefs? Did they not really change up their game plan when you know they were realizing that, oh, this isn't really starting to work versus their offensive line? But literally to get zero sacks on Patrick Mahomes is, especially in the condition, you have to remember he had injured his leg like twice even in during the game he injured it then miraculously is able to you know run around at the end like, like just it didn't make any sense honestly and with all the the things going around that's like oh the nfl's rigged or the nfl scripted i don't want to say it's true because it's not but it's just that story the storyline of it was just like too good to be true and yes i mean chiefs did have a really good offense they had a great year but i didn't think they were the best team in the nfl now, Patrick Mahomes did really well, but I personally thought that the Bengals were actually the better team when they played them, and I still think they are. Uh, you know, other teams that could have made it maybe were, like, the Bills, but even then, like, they just didn't have enough, like, offensive power. And, uh, and yeah, they have a lot of offensive weapons, but it's like, I don't know. It just it, it was on another level, and it, really the only team that could compete was the Bengals, and they just couldn't. I don't know. It just seemed crazy to me. Like, the fact that the Eagles in the regular season, had 69 sacks during the entire season, and they couldn't get one on Patrick Mahomes, and, or they, and they couldn't even get a turnover with him, other than the, the missed field goal in the first quarter. But other than that, it's like, that was the only turnover in the game? And then you have to think about, too, the, the Eagles' offense. I mean, the Eagles offensively played really well. Yeah, Jalen Hurts put up huge numbers, put up three rushing touchdowns, and then what he threw for, like, over 300 yards, where... Devonta Smith had over 100 yards receiving yards. Uh, A.J. Brown had 96. My question is, for the offensive coordinator, is why didn't they go more to A.J. Brown? I mean, yes, they targeted him eight times, which is a lot. But why didn't they target him more deep down the field? The, the, the biggest play of the game was that 45-yard reception touchdown by A.J. Brown. who, who was He was double-teamed. But he still was able to make the play. And I know they went to him like a lot, obviously. But he's their best receiver. He was clearly better than their their cornerbacks and, and their secondary. Why didn't they go to him more? Why were they just going short ball stuff? And I know their their game is like, oh, well, we run the ball a lot. And they had, what, what did they have, like 38 rushing touchdowns on the season? Which, I mean, I don't even, that doesn't even seem right. Maybe it was 38 total touchdowns. Maybe I read it wrong. But like to have as many rushing touchdowns as they did, I know for a fact, uh, what's his name, uh, Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders combined this, those two alone. Uh, Jalen Hurts had 13 rushing touchdowns. Miles Sanders had 11. But the, the Super Bowl is one of those games where you almost have to change. You can't really show them your... I don't know what you do. You have to like change something. and They should have showed them something different that they really haven't seen in a while. Whether that's you know bringing back the Philly special or doing something else, I mean obviously they sh they should stick to their str their strengths, which is the run game, but it just felt like they had more opportunities throwing the ball 
deep, and they just didn't really take those opportunities. And yes, they made a few plays. And yes, Jalen Hurts did throw the ball. He he threw he threw it for thirty eight attempts. I believe he went twenty for thirty eight. I don't know. I just thought like they should have maybe gone more. And instead of I, I don't know, the best player on the field besides Travis Kelsey receiving wise is AJ Brown. And I just don't understand why they didn't go to him more, especially when they just when he totally like made the the defense and secondary looks silly. Like, why didn't they do that more? That's the question I have regarding that. I, I do think the Chiefs, like, yeah, they, they won the game fair and square. Now, people might bring up that the last play of the game, there was a hold on Juju Smith-Schuster. Technically, that was a hold. Yes, even James Bradbury said it was a hold. Did it deserve to end like that the way it did because of a holding call? Like, it was li- literally, like, one of those that happens, like, all the time. As I could have really, like, is it a hold? Yes. Would it have really made that big of a difference? Technically, no. Should they have let them play? I think they should have. I mean, just for the fans' sake, at least to give, like, the other team some hope. Like, it just didn't seem right the way that, like, it ended. And maybe I'm just mad because I didn't, my, I didn't get my bet when I bet the Eagles to win. To me, it was such a small hold that it shouldn't have really done much of anything and it shouldn't have impacted the game that much they basically won the last two games because of refs calls refs because of calls by the refs and that's not the way the team should win they should win like purely off of skill not because of like the other team made a bad decision although technically i guess it could but to me i think it was too big of a stage for it to just be like oh we'll just give them like that's a holding call flag game over kansas city wins it just didn't make it interesting, and, and yeah, I, I still think defensively, like, the Eagles kind of shammed this all because, or Andy Reid, like, just put them in their place because the touchdowns that the, those Chiefs had, whether it was, like, the Sky Moore one, there is Tony, that's who got the touchdown. That was a walk-in touchdown. It was, like, a fumble by Jalen Hurts, recovered by the, the linebacker for a touchdown. Okay, well, I guess that happens. And technically, to be honest, I think... The uh, the the other there was a fumble return also that wasn't counted as a touchdown by the Chiefs. That honestly should have been a a touchdown too, and it could, because they ruled it like not a catch because he didn't like make a football move. But technically he, he caught it and he held it for like a, a second or two, and then he just got rocked and the ball fell out. So technically that was by the rules, but like. When you when you're watching it, like technically, also, it was it was technically a catch in my opinion. But I guess that's not, not why I, I don't ref professionally, and why people don't take my opinions very seriously. But I just wanted to get that off my chest. I, I guess congrats to the the Chiefs for winning. But I did not necessarily want them to win. I'm not a I'm definitely not like a Chiefs fanatic fan. Although like I do like Travis Kelsey, and it was cool to like see some of their players win. But I wasn't necessarily, like, happy for, like, Juju or anything. <laughs> like, to be honest, he's kind of like a... He, he didn't really deserve it, to be honest. Like, he just gets picked up at the beginning of the season. Is basically just, like... I don't, he came in to replace Tyreek Hill, which, and, as well as Marquez Valdez-Scantling did. Which, obviously, I mean, won them a Super Bowl. But, like, neither of them played, like, that great. They played okay, but, like, they weren't anything outstanding. Which also kind of bothers me. That's like, wow, like they were just like an okay team with an all-star tight end and a all-pro 
all-star quarterback. Well, yeah, well, I was going to basically bring up that uh, Juju Smith-Schuster made a tweet on Valentine's Day where he said, uh, Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. And then there was a picture underneath that had, like, a, it was a Valentine's Day card that said, I'll hold you when it matters most. And it was a picture of James Bradbury, which I don't think he made uh, personal. Like, I don't think he made that himself, but it was kind of a funny picture. <laughs> It, it was it was clever whoever wrote it, but to at the same time it was like petty and it was just a cold, cold like move by Juju to do that and just kind of like a he's he's just kind of trash talking, kind of a little bit immature. And then, but it was funny. AJ Brown responds back. First off, congr- congratulations, y'all deserve it. This is lame. You was on the way out of the league before Mahomes resurrected your career. On your one-year deal, deal TikTok boy, he admitted that he grabbed you, but don't act like you like that or ever was. But congratulations again. I like that. First off, just analyzing the tweet, I like that he said that he congratulated him, but then just roasted him in the middle of it, and then goes back to congratulating him. That's like something I feel like I would do. Is I'd be like, as I tell him a compliment. And then I just, this is what you did wrong. And I'd say, well, but still, like, congrats. So, it don't, it's like it's trying to cancel out, like, the mean thing he's saying. But to me, like, dude, like, he should have just went, he, he shouldn't have even been nice. He should have just been like, this is lame. You was on the way out. Like, he shouldn't have included the congratulations part. I mean, it looks like bad, but he's defending his teammate. I think it's perfectly within his right to do that, freedom of speech. I think he should have just gotten right to the point. Because he shouldn't have been nice about it. Like, that's disrespectful to, like, Juju doing that. And, you know, maybe maybe AJ would have done the same if, if something happened like that to, to Juju. But let me just say that that tweet by AJ Brown got 40 million views and, like, 300 likes. So that was pretty impressive, too. But it was also funny that he called him TikTok boy, <laughs> which is such a diss, honestly. It was really funny that he called him that, and I'm kind of glad he did. But then Juju responds, Glad you were finally able to get all that off your chest after all these years. Good game, bro. And then he has a thumbs up and a ring emoji. And, like, I get it. He's not trying to, like, fire shots or anything, but he still does. Like, he didn't need to include the, the thumbs up and the ring but he still did, and it's just like, you're the one who brought this on yourself. I don't know, if I was in that position, I would. And it just, it doesn't look good for the Chiefs either. It makes them look sore winners, kind of. I don't even know if that's a real thing. But to me, it doesn't make A.J. Brown look like a sore loser or anything. In fact, it, like him uh, congratulating him, it actually makes him look good. And then defending his teammate also makes that look good, too. If anything, Juju looks like the villain, which I think he kind of tries to be at this point because he does have a lot of haters. Or maybe he does. I don't. I don't. I actually don't really know. But I don't hate him or anything. But I just think it looked. It was a little bit. It was pretty disrespectful that he said that. And I just wanted to bring that up. I guess. Well, that was uh, the episode. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, go subscribe to my podcast. Sounds like Sam Rodriguez podcast. And yeah, look forward to making the next episode. Thanks for listening and peace.